Welcome to the Ignite Movements podcast, where we're helping leaders think beyond a one ministry mindset to a multiplication mindset. Along the way in the podcast, we've talked about all kinds of different things. We've talked about making disciples. We've talked about just multiplying from the, from the individual disciple level to multiplying campuses. We've, we've looked at some of what that takes to do that. We're going to do some more of that in the future. But today we're going to talk about something that really is a huge issue that I get a lot of questions about when it comes to going to multi-site. And that is, how do you handle the finances when you're going to multi-site? This is a huge issue. And this is honestly an issue that pastors a lot of times don't really think a lot about. And they're not that concerned about. Right? They're thinking to themselves... Hey, I'm trying to go to multiple campuses. I need to. I, I need leaders. Like, who's gonna who's gonna be the worship leader over there? Who's gonna uh, run the children's ministry? And and so we're we're so focused on that kind of stuff, right? And we're 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 looking at how we're gonna replace leaders and backfill leaders at the first campus because people are gonna be leaving. And and so we're so concerned about all that type of thing. But a lot of times we don't really think about or worry about like what's gonna happen with the financial systems. And uh, I think in a lot of ways, we tend to think, well, here's what's going to happen. Like, we're going to just keep doing what we're doing now, but it's just going to be a little bigger, right? But it doesn't actually work that way. We assume it's going to work that way, but it doesn't. And so this one area that you're not inclined to think a whole lot about could be the one area that ends up ruining all your hard work in starting a new church or starting a new campus. And so that's why it's so vitally important. So let's kind of break down uh, some of these things to consider. Let's get to it. The first one is just you have to decide the level of funding your new campus will have. Here's what I mean by that. Are you gonna buy? Are you gonna be more of a mega church model, and literally you're gonna go and pay millions of dollars for a building and fully staff it and and make sure that all the technology and all the buttons and the whistles and everything are gonna be in that facility, and it's just gonna the day that you open, it's gonna feel like you walked right into the other campus. Is that is that what you are gonna do? If you can do that, that's great. If that's your focus, that's great. Ours is more of a church planting model. Ours is more, we're going to make sure that we, we have a pastor, and whether that's full-time or part-time, we're going to make sure we set them up in a decent first location that where they really have a chance to grow and maybe move on to something else or, or a chance to grow long-term. And, and so, you know, that's, that's going to be our focus. And then all those buttons and whistles are, are, are going to come later. And, and for us, this is what has enabled us as not a, a massively large organization to keep starting churches is because literally they're starting out from the ground up, just kind of like the first church did. So it, it's not like that, okay, now the first church is this far along, and so now we're going to just start starting campuses that are also that far along. It literally is more, it, they're going to take the same journey that the first campus took, only they're going to have a lot more backup and a lot more help. And so it's kind of like moving out of your parents' house, right? You're going to move into a very nice two-bedroom apartment, and it's 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 going to have some nice things, but it's not going to be your parents' uh, four-bedroom, three-bath, two-car garage house. It's it's just not. It's your parents' goal to see that you get a good start, right? It's not it's not your parents' goal to make sure that you have everything they have. So they you know they send you to college. They want to make sure you got a good education so you can get a good job. They, they're going to give you a little housewarming thing and, and give you the few basic, you get your plates and you got your glasses and, and a little bit of cookware and you got, you got the basic things that you need to get started in life. Uh, but, but along the way, all the buttons and the whistles and the fancy things and the, the huge televisions and, and the, the two car garage, all that, that's going to be up to you to get there. And so that's kind of the approach that we take that 
that once a campus gets to that point and is self-sufficient, they can begin to look at, okay, what, what can we add to make our environments better and things like that. One issue that can be a little bit costly when it comes to this, this idea of, of starting extra campuses from the ground up so it's not quite as expensive, and that is if you're staying under one organizational umbrella, you, you would have to provide the same benefits to your new employees there that you provide everywhere. Whereas a church plant often, a, a total, you know, completely autonomous church plant, a lot of times would say, hey, listen, we can't start any retirement plan or any health plan right away. We hope to get to that next year. Uh, and uh, that happens. I know that happened when we started the first church for us. And so that, that does happen. But if you're part of one organization, those, those types of benefits have to, have to be evenly offered to everybody that's in your organization. Now, one of the things that helps that is sometimes with re- retirement plans, an employee can contribute right away, but they don't necessarily, the, but the organization is not necessarily going to match right away. And so that's just a standard thing. You have to be with us X number of time uh, of, of years uh, and that kind of thing. That doesn't, that doesn't really help things if, if you, you know, have taken somebody who grew up through the system at another, at another campus and, and you launch them out to start a campus because they will have been with you that long. Uh, so, but it's just, it's just one of those issues. You have to make sure when it comes to benefits that they're evenly distributed and offered. What's important is that your plan is spelled out. When it comes to what are we, you know, how much funding are we going to direct towards this new work? That needs to be spelled out. It needs to be spelled out to the leaders. It needs to be spelled out in many cases, to, to, the, to the launch team, they need to understand it. We work really hard to communicate that some of the fancy stuff that you, you remember having at the campus that you're leaving is, is going to come when your campus becomes self-sufficient. Like, that's, that's how that's going to work. There may be a staff position that your campus won't have until it can afford it. That's, that's just a natural progression. There may be some technology that your campus is going to have to wait on. And so there has to be a lot of prioritizing. It's kind of a tricky thing because the goal is that the, cam- the campus looks good and functions well and has the same feel as the other campuses, especially when it launches, especially when it launches. So it has that same feel, but at the same time, it may not have all the same stuff, not yet. And so the leaders of the new campus have got to be all in on this concept because they will be challenged. There will be moments where people will say to them, you know, like that campus over there has this. I don't understand why we don't get that. That's that's the term that, you know, why don't we get that? And so your leaders have to be all in on 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 giving that explanation and not saying, uh, man, like, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know why we don't get that. Like that 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 can never be the answer. <laughs> that's when your campuses start stop working together, right? That's when there starts being a division. And so you want to make sure that instead the answer is always, well, that campus didn't start out with this either, and we're going to get there. So that make sure that that is the answer. The second thing I think is really crucial to think about when it comes to structuring your finances when you're one organization but you're starting multiple locations is you've got to decide how you're going to manage, uh, manage and report your budgets. You, you've got to decide on that. This is one of the questions that we get the most. Is it one big budget? Do we have one bank account? Here's, here's what we found, okay? And, and you may choose to do something different, and then that, that's, that's awesome. This is, this is kind of the journey that we've, that we've been on. We have one bank account, and it's always been that way, and that's something that we've stuck with and seems to work really well for us. We have a paid bookkeeper that does deposits and pays bills and many other things. We have a CFO slash treasurer that is actually not paid. But I will tell you this. 
Very few people could pay somebody that would be as good as our volunteer CFO is. So you may have to plan on paying somebody, especially uh, maybe you've gotten away with not at one campus. If you're looking at going to two, three, you know, you, you probably need to just go ahead and think about that unless you just have a very high level volunteer who really treats it like a job. And so that's pretty incredible. We do, however, set a budget for every campus and report quarterly to all those campuses how they're doing compared to budget and contributions. And so, so that's, that's, that's what we, we do. So one bank account, but separate budgets for every campus. And we didn't always do it this way. When we started the, the second campus, if I remember correctly, we had one budget, or at least we reported it all together. And we kind of ran into some issues there because naturally the, the new campus, we, we put them in, in a really great building. And, and in fact, that's where I am today. And, uh, and, and it, was a, it was a stretch. It was a stretch for that campus to become self-sufficient right away because of that. It still was very economical, you know, as far as buildings goes, because it was a big old metal building that had been sitting for years and, and needed to be renovated. But nonetheless, like it took them a little while to get self-sufficient. And what we found was, was when we reported overall as an organization, both campuses just looked and looked at the bottom line and said, we're okay, we're doing fine on the bottom line. But what we weren't looking at and what people didn't understand is, is that the new campus was still not there yet as far as breaking even on all of their expenses. So that becomes an issue because how do we start the next campus if we still have one campus that is behind and if everything that is coming in over at the, at the, at the other campus is, is going to still subsidize the new campus, which again is fine. It's totally part of the life cycle, right? But, but like we want people to know that. We want people to know how are we doing compared to our, our budget, our actual expenses, all of our expenses, and, and how are we doing you know, as far as spending versus contributions and things like that. So it's really, really, really important that they understand that. So what we did was we started actually managing separate budgets for each campus. Now, the year that one gets started, it might be kind of under the one that's sending it out until we get it sent out, and the next year they have their own budget. But we want to make sure that they, they can see, they can look at that and go, our campus still isn't quite there. We're not, we're not there yet. Like, this is what it takes to run this campus, and all the money's not coming in. So somehow it's getting paid by the overall network. And so it, it's important to understand that. And at, one, at different points, all of our campuses have had moments where they have been a little bit behind and where if it wasn't for the network that, that is doing well in other places, they would struggle or in some cases even have to close if it wasn't for the network. And so we're really thankful for that collaboration and that ability to work back and forth to get churches through those life cycles successfully. But, you know, I just think it's important that people see the real picture, that they understand, oh, these are our expenses for our campus and we are or we are not meeting them. People do want their church to do well. And uh, they want it to be able to carry out the mission. So clear reporting is really, really important because I think it challenges folks in that way. Our CFO, the process is with budgeting, he meets with each campus's staff during budget season and he works through what their needs are. And I kind of keep an eye on the whole process because I want to make sure that there's nothing crazy going on. Like literally, you know, you can look at spending sometimes or look at a budget and you can say, wait a minute this campus doesn't value what we value. So if something that's really important to us, just they just wanted to, they asked, requested to leave it out of the budget, 
that's a concern. Like, whoa, 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 we need to have a conversation. Why are you leaving this out? Like, this is a major emphasis for us, you know, student retreat or, uh, you know, student mission trip or, you know, whatever. Like, whoa, 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 why, why is that left out? Because that's actually really important. Or some campus says, we're going to cut all of our missions giving. Like, mm, no, 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 we're not doing that. So that, that kind of stuff doesn't really happen. But, but you know, I just want to make sure uh, campuses don't have to look the same when it comes to budget, but we need to value the same. And, uh, and it may be that, that one campus needs to spend more money on a certain area because that's a weak area for them. So that's, that's where they choose to maybe put, put some of their spending that other campuses wouldn't. So, you know, those kind of conversations go on. One other thing about budgeting is every campus has a budget line item for what we call shared expenses. And that, that includes things that we pay for overall as a church. So there are certain services that, that they don't require you to pay per uh, campus. They just say, how big is your overall organization? Therefore, we pay based on that. Uh, and, and so it, that can be things like, um, you know, centralized staff. If you have somebody that manages uh, graphics and media, social media for all of, all of your campuses, that's, that's something that everybody's going to pay for. Everybody benefits from it. If you have certain services like I talked about, or maybe a curriculum, if your curriculum, again, doesn't require you to pay per campus, and you have to pay attention to that. You have to be honest about that. If they say, no, sorry, we just see every campus as a separate church, then you, you have to do that. Certain licensing and things like that it works that way. Uh, but some things don't. Uh, camps that maybe you plan together, student conferences that you plan together, all of those are examples of shared expenses. And so these are, these are expenses that, that probably, if, if one church had to go out and, and get them on their own, they probably have to pay more for. For this area, it's really, really important how you communicate it. And this is just something that we've run into. We have run into that sometimes people will look at a budget and go, shared expenses, shared network expenses. Like, why do we have to pay into the network? Why do we have to like, send money off for things that we don't, you know, don't benefit us? So it's very important, especially that your leaders understand how to explain that, that no, these are things that are, they, these are our expenses, right? Like church software, like if we had to go out and buy that on our own, like we would pay more for it. But because we're part of a network, we just have to pay, you know, 15% of it because that's our portion in, in, the, in the network expenses. And so and we go by size of budget and size of church as far as how much each campus has to absorb, absorb of that, of those shared expenses. And so it's really, really important that they understand what they are and to understand, no, these are things that if we went out and we paid for these things all by ourselves, if we went to put a student conference on by ourselves, it would cost us exactly what it's going to cost the whole network, but our church would have to pay for all of it. Like, do you understand that? So making sure people really are crystal clear on, on how that works is really important because it can be, again, bad communication is a great place for division to happen, especially, uh, and, and people making assumptions. It can really, really become a problem. The third thing that's really important when you're talking about finances and multi-site is you've got to put systems in place that work for all campuses. No church planner gets very excited about systems. I get it. But bad systems can demotivate people and can slow down the mission like nobody's business. And so it's literally business. And so it's really, really important. Uh, the systems that you used when you were at one campus are really likely not to work when you're at two. And definitely by the time you're at three or four, uh, you're going to have a huge problem. And so along the way, we've had to rethink our systems. Part of that has been the evolution of, of technology, uh, just because of the era in which we have planted churches. 
so some of this is not some of this would not be an issue uh, for you all, but we just found that some things that worked for one campus were super inconvenient once we had two campuses, and so it's it's just it's just really important to, to understand that. And you know, one of those examples, it's in the non-financial example, was was just even with staff, how staff work together. When we were at one campus, we all sat in a room every single week and had a staff meeting, and everybody pretty much had say. Uh, when we went to two campuses, we tried to continue that, and it was awkward because uh, I may spend time just talking extensively to this campus about something that's going on at their campus, and it has nothing to do with this one, and they're bored of tears through half the meeting. And so we finally just had to come to the conclusion that we're going to have to restructure our meeting schedules to where it fits and it works for everybody, and and and, and it works in a multi-site uh, type situation. So again, non-financial example, but finances are the same way. When we were at one campus, the staff literally would gather up their credit card receipts and write on them what they were all about, and, and they would put them in the bookkeeper's staff mailbox. Well, she's there at that campus. That they, they, she comes by often, pulls them, out of the, pulls them out of her staff mailbox, worked perfectly. It's great. We would uh, literally fill out our requisition by hand and we'd stick it in the CFO's mailbox, and he'd pull it out, he'd look at it, he'd approve it, he'd sign it, you know, that kind of thing. If we were making a, a large, large purchase. Deposit slips, the, the, the tape that we print out, the, the, this is what we added up that came in on Sunday. Those, those would just be put in the bookkeeper's box uh, again. But then when we went to multiple campuses, and eventually, you know, one was 30 minutes away, like, no, that's, that's not going to work. And so, you know, now, again, nowadays, you're probably not going to struggle with some of that because you're already going to be using some of the technology that's out there. But for us, it just caused us to start digitizing everything. So we now have Google folders for every staff member every month where they, they dump the pictures of their credit card receipts uh, with the, inf- the, the supporting information as far as what it's for and that kind of stuff on it. And, th- and that's what we use at every campus. You could, you could be in Alaska, literally, and you could post your receipt and you could get your receipts turned in. It, it's a good system. We, we, we put in our requisitions now through an app, electronically through an app, and they get approved that way. So you've got to think through systems that are going to work in a multi-campus situation. Your church management software can be a huge, for, for this particular reason as well, if, if the, this, the church software you're using right now does not support contributions from multiple campuses, you should change before you make this move. Because it's, it's really, really important to be able to see, oh, this person gives to this campus, or this person is, is at this campus. And so you definitely want church software that supports multiple campuses. Obviously, you want to make sure that offerings are being handled the exact same way at each campus, rotating counters at each campus. You have someone who sends in the picture of the deposit tape from the adding machine, the deposit gets sealed or locked in a bag, and then somebody takes it and deposits it. The bookkeeper can cross-reference that slip that was sent to her, sent to them, uh, along with the the, uh, the bank deposit, and uh, make sure everything adds up. And so, uh, really, really important to make sure that there are good systems in place for how you're going to manage offerings and things like that at every campus. Again, the important thing is is that you think through how you're going to go about making financial systems easy and streamlined in a multiple campus situation. Making your processes easy and clear, you're going to make it much more likely that they're followed consistently. And you know, if you're a systems person, here's, here's the thing that you really have to look at. If you run across a system 
that nobody seems to be following or people seem to be struggling uh, to, to follow, you really need to go back and look at the system. You can beat your head against the wall all day long, but, but sometimes you just have to make sure that the systems make sense to the people who are using them and that they're easy to follow. And so very, very uh, important that you do that. So uh, if you're planning on going to multiple sites under one organization, you need to decide the level of funding that you're going to commit for a new campus, and you need to be clear about that. You need to decide how you're going to handle budgeting and reporting, and you need to put systems in place that can work from anywhere. Hopefully this knocks off some of the questions that you have about managing finances and budgeting across multiple campuses. Feel free to shoot us a message or a question that you may have about this particular topic or any questions that you might have. Uh, We'd be happy to try to help you. Make sure that you like, subscribe, and share if you find this content helpful, and we will catch you next month.